Evening guys, and welcome back to the Dark Side podcast. So tonight we've got a very turbo essence guy, um, Glenn Roberts, uh, Essex Boot Camp. Um, so he's former Royal Marine, um, and now, like I said, he's um, got his own company running, so it's Essex Boot Camp. Um, so basically, Glenn will come on, um, we're going to be chatting as much as we can, like I said, every time, uh, try and get like as much content done within this hour. Um, it's, you know get as much as I can and then basically just gonna just wait for Glenn to come on here just to send that request through should be just one moment right be one moment now Right, here we go. And right now, it's coming up. Hello, mate, all right? Yes, mate, how are you? Yeah, good. Keeping yeah, well? Good. Excellent. See, you've got that Turbo Essence beard going on there. Oh, I, I, you know what, I saw, I put up a thing on my uh, social media about two months ago, because yeah. I saw a picture of me carrying my daughter about two years ago, and I had a bit of a beard, and I was like, oh, yeah. shall I grow one? And everyone, was, I think, Barthel, all apart from four people, was like, yeah, you should definitely have one. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I've got to do it now, but, do you know what, it's just itchy. So, it does get a bit round there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. And it's my neck, but yeah. it's the longest I've ever had it, so... <laughs> Yeah, it'll yeah. come off at some point, so, but never mind. Yeah, I yeah, know what you mean. I'm like, all the time, do you think, do I shave, do I not? Oh, well, who cares? Mate, I, haven't, I, haven't, I literally haven't had a proper shave since I left the court. <laughs> ne- I haven't had a, a, a close shave, I think, since yeah. then. I was like, I'm never having one again. Yeah. So. <laughs> Especially on a daily, isn't it? When yeah, you exactly. Yeah, They've exactly got the magnifying yeah. glass out. Just yeah, making exactly. sure there's nothing popping through there. Yeah. Right, so, like I was saying there earlier on, just before you jumped on, um, so basically, as I explained to you as well, Everything that, obviously, what I'm doing at the moment is all about personal evolution. So, obviously, for people who are watching and obviously finally listening as well. So, I've a bit of a, like, a um, snapshot of you, uh, where you came from, like, starting, obviously, even if you wanted to include stuff from before the core, um, from the core, and then onwards, um, and we'll do that full evolution. And yeah, we'll just yeah. go into more detail there. Yeah. So you just want to kick it off there? Yeah, so, uh, there's not really a lot to say about uh, before I joined the core, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went to school, went did, went to college. I was going to yeah. join at sixteen, but there was a part of me that thought, no, nah, I want to go out and get pissed as a teenager for the first yeah. for a couple of years. So I went to college, done that, and then I joined the corps at eighteen uh, in two thousand uh, uh, May two thousand. Yeah, it was now. Um, yes. Yeah, so I went through training, um, passed that. Um, very proud to say I was an original as well, which is quite a, a big feat for. Uh, CTC to pass out and definitely and pass an original. So yeah, passed out. Which then um, it's funny. I was spinning this bit the other day to someone that um, talking about getting pinged in the military. Obviously, when you get you yes. get sort of uh, told you've got to go and do a particular course or something. And when when we were putting down on our our chips uh, at the end of training when we passed out where we wanted to go, yeah. I completely cocked up my my uh, <laughs> my form because I wanted to go to Forty Commando, which is obviously yes. down south, being an Essex boy. Yes. And I, I completely cocked it up. So I put in, I put on to go on a tanks course. 
Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't realise, so at the end they were going, yeah, you're going to on a tanks course. And I was like, no, 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 I'll put you for 40 commander. They were like, no, no, you, you put down tanks course, you're going. So yeah. it is what it is. I went there and did my tanks course, which um, was quite um, entertaining, I must admit, staring at tiny, yes. tiny little model tanks through bloody binoculars and stuff. Yeah. But it was good though, because like, you know, you get to, you know, it was a heavy weapons course as well, so you get to shoot all the big stuff. But anyway, nice. done that. And then um, they, for some, somehow I came, I came second on the course with a 98% pass. And I don't know how I've done that. Um, and they said the first top, the top two or three people on the course get to um, go whatever unit they want. They get to yeah. pick. So obviously I put in 40 command. I was desperate to get to 40. <laughs> I didn't want to go to four two, and I definitely didn't want to go to four five in Scotland. Yeah. I heard bad things about that place as it was. <laughs> I put it in for forty commando. They went, "Have you got a driving license?" I went, "No, I've just been nicked for speed, and I've just had it revoked." They were like, yes. "Yeah, they're only taking drivers at forty. You're going to four five. And I was like, Ooh. "Oh." No. So I um, I ended up at four five as my first draft, which was a, yeah. a massive. If everyone knows anything about the core, four five is just like. Yeah. Just like worlds apart from everywhere else. It's an eye <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, so went 4 5. I, you know, I suppose you could say it's a blessing in disguise, really. Um, yeah. yeah, went 4 5. Um, met some amazing lads up there. Uh, yeah. Proper, like, off the hook, that place. It's just like out, it's just drinking and like doing like hard fizz all the time. It's just such a yeah. hard life up there. Yeah, went there, then got deployed. So, 9 11 happened, got deployed to uh, the first um, tour to Afghan. Um, and then I eventually got myself back, got myself the 40 commando, so I was yep. finally happy with that. Uh, got myself the 40, um, spent some time there, then got deployed to Iraq. Um, and then subsequently I left. Um, and then since I left, I started up, I, I was, I actually left to do uh, close protection. Yeah. But when I had my COs, I got, I did get told, whatever you do, don't tell the CO you're going to leave to do CP because at the yes. time, sort of mid, you know, 2006, 2007, that kind of era, yeah. so many lads were leaving to do it because yeah. it was like, well, either stay in the core and earn 40 quid yeah. a day yeah. Yeah. or I could go and earn, especially as a bootneck. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you like, so when I went and did, um, um, it was called the Phoenix course in Hereford run by XSF. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you went in there, they literally said, bootnecks, paras, SF, go over there. You all, yeah. You've all got jobs before you even started the course. Yeah. Um, they were hand-picking hand people like quite quick. And they said, if you've done a minimum of two tours and you come from those three areas, then you were getting a job straight away. So I was yeah. like, I was hand-picked for a job straight away. Yeah. Um, but then my best mate, who has been, who's been my best mate for years, who's been a CVPT for 20-odd years, he was like, mate, yeah. you don't want to do that. I was like, why? He went, because you get shot at. I was like, yeah, but that's all I know. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I'm really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know what else to do with my life. I just, that's all I wanted to do, really. And yes. I earned, earned a lot of money doing it. But he persuaded me not to do it. So I, yes. I never eventually done it. Uh, and then qualified as a PT and wouldn't work for a gym. There was no way I was yes. working for a gym. I didn't believe in that whole um, clinical sort of ethos, you know, that I didn't believe in it. It was so, it yes. was so uh, unpersonal. I didn't enjoy it. Yes. I didn't like it. So for me, it was like get people outdoors. And when I started Essex Boot Camp in 2007, I think it was, yeah. there was just no boot camps. There was like, um, they, weren't, they were unheard of. You know, I remember yeah, putting an advert out saying, come to my boot camp, be an ex-Marine. But everyone was like, sod that. I'm not getting thrashed around by this joke. <laughs> you know, yeah. people were scared off by it. But now they're yeah. ten a penny. They're everywhere. 
I was saying that last night because Timmons, I said, yeah. like, you know, you've got all around it, like yourself, and you've got Breakpoint, you've got all these the people literally just think, I want to get on these courses, I want to keep, you know, just spreading the money, just thinking, right, I want to get on them. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. it's such, it's, it's, it's exploded, hasn't it, really, over the last like 10 years? Oh, massively. The industry, I mean, I've been in this industry now for 15 years, and it has changed massively. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessarily changed for the better. I think I blame social media for that. Yeah. It's bred a lot of. Uh, know it alls on social media, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a shame, but you know, it has its benefits, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the whole people want to be part of that military thing now, which I think is really good because yeah, yeah. it stands for so much. You know, there's a lot of yeah. integrity, there's a lot of um, uh, consistency, there's a lot of um, uh, uh, loyalty when it comes to yeah. the military, and you don't get that anywhere else. No, no, because I found out. I found that myself because I was just going to say, was it? I know with the Essex boot camp, it's like you've created that family there. Essentially, mm. it's like a, a family uh, of like basically you've created something that you know is going to become your legacy of what yeah. you've created. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> do you know what? It's really weird because I, when I started in 2007, I had five members, and I was doing three jobs, and I yeah. slept in the car because I couldn't afford to drive, yeah. them, so I slept in the car. I mean, this is the this is kind of like that stubborn bootneck mentality. It's like, I am going to make this successful no matter what's going to happen. Yeah. So I had this abs... And when I left the court, I didn't know what to do. So I went yeah. to the CP, Jack knocked that on the head, did my PT course, and yes. I went work for a gym. So I was like, what am I going to do with myself now? So I saw this advert yes. um, in the job centre. This is obviously before years ago, for this abseiling job. And I was yeah. like, that's right, I can hang off a rope. You know, yes. and it was just doing like maintenance of, of, of confined spaces of like massive buildings and high towers and stuff. And it was run by an yeah. power. So we got yes. on really well and it was easy for me. It was, it was physically a hard job, but I did that. And at the same time, I was um, trying to do boot camps. I'd be up at four in the morning. I'd, I'd drive an hour to, to take one or two people at a boot camp session, drive up north, hang up and down, climb up and down buildings yes. all day, drive back down. And then just started the whole process. It was like that every day. And I did that for like almost two years. Um, yes. And I just slept in the car between seeing the odd PT client in the evening. It was just, it was really, it was really hard, but I was just really stubborn to make it work. Because I believed that getting people outdoors and changing this, this, this mindset of people who have been stuck in this box and four walls and you have to bench press and run on a treadmill. I just wanted to change yeah. that completely. And, yeah. you know, I believe so much in that, what we did in the military and how it changed your mindset and your outlook and how it makes you feel just to be out, outdoors. And yes, you can get thrashed with an inch of your life and make your eyes bleed and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. But how it makes you feel when you finish and go home is a massive sense of achievement. Exactly. You know? exactly. And that is what we've tapped into at Essex Bootcamp now. It's not just a relentless thrashing. It's, it's, we don't talk about that. We talk about mindset over anything else. You know, we never yeah. talk about body transformations. I say never, very rarely, because to us, yeah. it's more important to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Because that's why I was, I was looking at because it's quite funny. Because uh, one one of the legends' names popped up last night it was Johnny Riddle. Mm. Yeah, 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 Gaz was like, Gaz was like, oh, Johnny Riddle. Because I said, oh, you're down, you're around states, isn't it? And would aren't you? Mm. And he and we got on the conversation. And I said, oh, did you like ever uh, serve or spend time in steps? And he was like actually i've never really like i don't really know states that much and like um i said because what it's it's that weird feeling of that many lads in but you might hear names being thrown around yeah and then it's like but it's one big family it's only yeah. really i've noticed that on social media how it's become that family 
of like, you know, and it, everybody's interconnecting now with each other, which is a fantastic thing. It's one of the biggest positives, I think. Do you know what it is? It's, this, it, it's since the whole talk of PTSD, since, yeah. since PTSD's become, uh, I nearly said popular, but that's such the wrong thing to say, because it's become more apparent and people are yeah. able to talk about it more because of the yeah. likes of people like Foxy uh, yeah. with Artawa and, and being, being in the limelight and, and openly talking about it. Yeah. That's changed how I think we all talk about it now. So yeah. when, I mean, I remember, I mean, Jesus, I mean, we all had bad days in the court. Yeah. You know I mean, I, I can remember being on, um, there's a, a good friend of mine, Rob Scanlon, who I've known since college. We both served in 40 yeah. together. And I remember him coming up to me. Uh, we just come back from an op in Iraq, sitting outside the tent. Yeah. And you could tell he was just a bit threaders. He was just like, yeah. and I, I looked at him and I was. Yeah. And, I, and you looked at each other and I was like, you're right. And he just went, yeah. I went, okay. But you didn't, you didn't yeah. dare go, oh, do you want a hug? Or do you want to talk yeah. about it? Should we go, yeah. should we have a wet about it? It just, yeah. it wouldn't happen back then. And I remember no. the second tour, uh, he was going to Iraq. Yeah. And one of the lads come walking in and went, oh, I can't remember the lad's name then. He went, so-and-so's, he's disappeared. We went, what do you mean? He put, he's left a note on his bed. Yeah. He's got an A-roll. He's, he's literally wrote a note on his bed and said, sorry, lads, I can't go back out. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, when you look back on it, there were so many people that had a lot of issues, but they would yeah. never talk about it. And I've got no. mates that are still in now and lads that are in SF. And I've yeah. asked them, I said, like, what's the crack of people talking about it more? And he went, it's still a bad, a bad stigma, yeah. but it's better than it was. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't make you yeah. weak because, yeah. you know, you're, you, you come in one day and you've had a, a row with the missus and, you, and, uh, and the lads are like, what, we're going out on the pitch? And you're just like, do you know what? I can't, yeah. I can't be done, Star. I'm not, it's not, my head's not in it. Not in it. Yeah. 10 years, 15, 20 years ago, I remember not feeling like I wanted to go out on the piss and I had to walk in and go, you're coming out like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't <laughs> say no. You're not, you exactly. It was that life, wasn't it? And, yeah. and I know something I've picked up on a lot. And like, um, and I think that is that transition now where people are more open to talk about it, mm. which is a great thing. Because I know that's something you uh, wrote and you said, like, once you left the call, you never really spoke about it again. No, for over, I, for over, for over 10 years, yeah. my ex-wife yeah. my, uh, my ex um, would be, you know, just, I'd never used to really talk about it. I never yeah. had, you know, my beret was in a box somewhere. My yeah. medals were in a box somewhere. I didn't. I didn't have, I had nothing up in the house, anything to do with yeah. me being in the core. Yeah. I didn't really, my business partner I've known for years, you know, said that you never really spoke. You know, I'd, I'd get pissed and I'd, I'd spin the end pod dick. Yeah. But yeah. then I'd stop drink. I stopped drinking for, um, I think it was six years. Yeah. Uh, and I cut away from everything. Yeah. And it wasn't until I reconnected with the UK bootnecks, Dean Vallis, Robert yeah. Paranor and Zane and all that lot. When I reconnected with them, because I started to discover that I, I, I had unfinished business in my head with yeah. it all. Yeah. And I couldn't process it. I just couldn't. I, there was no one in Sibby Street that I would understand. I wouldn't talk to anybody. It yeah. was really hard to, um, to feel like I could release it. Yeah. And I did it for over a decade. I didn't, I didn't do it. And then I, I, I met up with them. And then I realized that, you know, it isn't just me that's yeah. like it. And I started to talk to them and and it was embarrassing at first because i was a lot older, 10 years older than them you know yeah. I, I felt like you know come on we're bootnecks we shouldn't be like this yeah. but i remember when i did that the biggest turning point for me was when i did the national fitness games last year it's yeah. it almost exactly a year ago 
And the lads invited me into the elite, the elite men's category, which obviously was, was quite entertaining, bearing in mind I was yeah. 10 years older. And anyway, so I was very humbled by that, competed with them, did extremely well. They went on to win the whole thing anyway. But that night we went out and had a few beers and I had a, uh, someone was asking me about my tour in Afghan and, and something in me triggered. I got upset and I walked out yeah. the, the bar and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I was embarrassed. I walked outside, yeah. I was like, fuck me, mate, get a grip of your shit. The lads yeah. are there. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on. So I remember, I remember being there, and it's alcohol. So I didn't drink for many, many years because alcohol yeah. always brought out, always brought yeah. sort of things back out. So anyway, Will, Will then come walking outside, and he just looked at me, and he just cuddled me. And for the yeah. first time in probably about 12 years, I didn't feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And I got really upset, and he went, don't get upset, just let it out. So I went back yeah. inside, Dean sat there, you know, and, and Dean's been through like some really shit tours and he just looked at me and he went, let it out and just like gave me a cuddle. And I, for the first time, I realised that I wasn't alone and I yeah. didn't have to feel embarrassed about yeah. it. And it was better. They went, just talk, just talk, talk about it. So I just let it off. And then since yeah. then, it's been like, for me, it's been so important to talk about it and, um, and embrace it because our past is our past and you ain't going to ever get away yeah. from that, unfortunately. No, no. You know, exactly, because... So, I know that's the kind of thing I was I always find out myself. It's like, hey, you've got that little like release valve, haven't you? You've mm. got to like just release that, that, let that stress out. And I think another thing, and I know that was uh, you, that's when you started doing like the IGTV um, yeah. videos yeah. and a massive respect, you know, because I think what it is, is people, if the more, and you, you are authentic, it's like the way that you talk, the way that you, you know, and, and I, I know obviously you work alongside people like Al, um, yes all social media there and yeah, and I can see that, that massive family there and I think that's an important thing as well because I know obviously people like Stevie Burns with Off Spartan as well you know it, it, there is a family out there and people got to really remember everybody's going through some kind of struggle and I think it's that you know it's that time where it's you know you're okay to let your feelings out you're okay to like say look I don't feel okay isn't yeah. it you know it's true what it is it's um uh, for me personally, I was I was embarrassed. I said in one of my yeah. videos that the one of the reasons I always felt embarrassed is because I've I've got look I've got arms, I've got legs. Yeah. I've never been shot, you know. Yeah. I've ne I, ne uh, I never got blown up, and I know lads that have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I'm like, what? So what? What is my problem? Why have I got a problem? Yeah. And you know, it was. Um, and that's one of the reasons I got embarrassed when I was sitting to, in front of Dean Vallis about it, because he, yeah. he did get hit by an IED. And I'm sitting in front of him going, I haven't, so what the fuck's my problem? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he was very, so, uh, um, he was just brilliant about it for me. Yeah. And then when I spoke to uh, um, Dan Elliott, obviously Old Soldier, yeah. the way he explained it was, was incredible. He just said, you know, I can't remember the quote you gave me now, because it's such a good quote. Yeah. And he, he said it's trauma. It, whether yeah. it's mental or physical, it's still trauma. Whether you've yeah. got hit, been shot, blown up, or you've, you've um, witnessed or been uh, part of some tough things, it's all some sort of trauma and it affects you later down the line. Um, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I try and get across uh, about this whole mental health thing, you know. Because when you speak to people, particularly civvies, they're like, they yeah. always want to know is like, how many people you shot? And yeah. well, they want to know all that gory shit and, you know, they yeah. want to know is like, oh, you've got PTSD. So is it because you did this? Is it because you did that? Yeah. It's like, do you know what? It isn't about, it's not always about that. There's a lot yeah. of things you go through operational that are extremely stressful. And yeah. there might not be a bullet flying past your head that day. 
Do you know what yes. I mean? So it's just a very stressful environment and it affects people all the time. You know, yeah. so I, I remember being on one uh, convoy in Iraq and this is where this particular town, the lads that I serve with remember this, is a particular town called, uh, called Al-Kurna and it was always yes. notorious for being hit by um, IED strikes and, uh, um, uh, and ambushes. And we went down this road on the second day and the day before it, the, uh, our convoy got hit with an IED and an ambush and they, they said come over the radio just to let you know this is going to happen we're going down the same road just to stand by and just like right here we go and i was a, i was the, the rear vehicle and this is this yeah. is like this is one of the things like people don't understand the stressful the stressfulness of it all yeah. and i'm rear vehicle right and you get you learn that there's a thing called a combat indicator so you yeah. notice that things happen and that tells you there's going to be an incident you know yeah. so for example we're driving down this road one day and there's all the traffic's driving down the road suddenly all the traffic stops yeah. like completely dead you're just like on a minute that's yeah. not a good sign is it yeah. and i'm looking out the back and this car comes driving all the way through the traffic yeah. stops all the traffic and gets out on his phone i'm just like yeah. fuck here we go like yeah. if that's I'm not right. a combat indicator yeah. i don't know what it is so i'm on the yeah. radar going lads 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 this has just happened yeah. so anyway the lad i was on top cover with was in the vehicle got hit the day before, he just sat yeah. down, done. He was like, I'm, not, I'm done, I'm not getting up. I'm like, that, mate, yeah. you need to get up and help me. He's gonna yeah. go down. He's like, no, nah, not getting up, not getting up, not doing it. He, it just broke him, absolutely yeah. broke him. And nothing had actually happened. No, it's that it stress, isn't it? Him. And yeah. then that vehicle did this big dog leg. We watched him on his phone. He's on the, on the phone like this, nothing happened. And then they, uh, as we got to our destination, they sent the vehicle back to check the road. And there were, I believe it was four or five 120 shells laid out yeah. dug in, but they uh, the wire disconnected from one. So right. they probably tried to detonate it, but it yeah. hadn't gone off. Yeah. So thankfully, it fucking didn't go off. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here right yeah. now. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is it's just that, that combat indicator, that yeah. lad, done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, because I know when I was on Argus, we would go down to Tenerife, and I know there was a time we were doing some... Like, um, Obviously, with it, waiting for the helicopters coming, we had some obviously junior pilots on board with us as well, doing some training. And this helo came in. It was a night time. It was literally just working on like nighttime ops and that. And the helicopter was coming in. And I remember being on the fuel bowser at the time, and I was literally standing right next to it. And the lads were next, like were left to us and the right to us. And this helicopter, you could see this. Is, it was an old. It was a Seeking Mark Six. So basically, Seeking's coming in. It's getting closer and closer and closer, and your heart's like rates going up. And it's like this is going to something bad's going to happen. But right behind us was the same metal shed. If anybody knows what Argus looks like, it's like a metal shed at the back. And literally, this helicopter's coming in. And this lad's and I was thinking, is he going to get control of this? And all I felt was saw this rotor blade literally a meter in front of us, and you this your heart rate just shoots up. And then all I felt was somebody grab us on my shoulder and pull and literally pull us and stay and run at the same time. Cause if I had that blades touched, we had fuel bowsers on that. We'd have been pink mist. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's those situations. Like you're saying, it's those situations you, you know, you think, is this going to happen? You think no, no, he's cause obviously having another guy on, on board as well for him going to take control of that helo. It's, you know, but he knows it's going to, there's nothing going to happen, but you know that something could happen. Yeah, and it's those yeah. situations where you think, this is going to go, this, someone's going to happen here. Like you're saying, it's your own whole mind. Then you start racing and you start thinking the stress levels are already high. Yeah. And, and it's that, you know, is someone going to happen or isn't it? And it's keep putting that yourself as a human being in those situations. 
yeah, how much does the human mind take before it's it a, suddenly you know what, it's such a powerful yeah. thing because I, I, the, way, the way I explain to people now is I always found that um, when an incident was about to happen or yeah. you could see something unfold, that was worse yeah. than yeah. actually reacting because yeah. particularly as bootnecks, you know what I mean, all the military are, but bootnecks, they're so well trained, you yeah. respond so well to yeah. you know a, a contact or whatever it might be, you respond yeah. really, really well to it. But when you could see something playing out and you're like, yeah. hold on a second, that's, yeah. that's, no, hang on a minute, this ain't right. That is yeah. worse because your brain's yeah. starting to go, oh yeah, it's going to kick off now, isn't it? And you're just yeah. like, oh shit. That, yeah. that was worse. I always yeah. found that way worse than something just happening and dealing yeah. with the situation. It's just, um, but the, the brain is a, is a powerful tool. And I yeah. think that's one of the things that I've learned now is over years and years and years later, the fact that, all of that is is in there in my head, and it's not come out. It's not released it. Yeah. You know, because when I when I had left left the court, I was still in Iraq. So I was in Iraq. Yeah. They sent me home, and I was a civilian the next day. Yeah. So I, I had no come down period. And yeah. I can remember I remember like arriving back in the UK after being in Iraq. Yeah. Uh, arriving to Fort Commando, giving all my kit back, driving out the yeah. gate as a civvy like that. Are you joking? That was yeah. it. Yeah. And I just went back, I just went straight into civvy life and then just went, oh, I'll switch off to all of this now because I'm done with it. I'm not in the military anymore. I can just get on with it and it doesn't, doesn't work like no, that. No. It bites you in the arse. Yeah, it does. I mean, I found out myself. I mean, I left in 2002 and literally I never spoke to anybody myself about it. That's what I, I remember that post so well because I thought I didn't, it was, must have been a good nearly 10, probably about 10 years myself. And literally, I was spoken to an old guy. He was an old. He was a World War Two uh, veteran. He was literally. It was on D Day Two, and I remember sitting there talking to him. And then suddenly, we had this like connection. That you know, we could like read each other and just start talking and chatting away. And that, and then obviously, as time goes on, getting to meet more people. And then really, it wasn't until obviously I came on here and I started connecting with people. And then that was it. It was like that whole where you felt like that the gates had opened, and you're like, I can talk about it. It's like yeah. it's something where you can look at yourself and think, I did that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a surreal thing sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, you talk about things that you've done in the past, and it's it's like you're talking as a third person, or it's, it's, yeah. it's a story. But um, but that's one of the things. It's it's so enjoyable when I when you meet up with a, I meet up with all the other lads and stuff, and you just start spinning dits, and yeah. you feel, it makes you feel because the, the the core family is a little bit of a unique one. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and it just makes you feel like you're normal again when you're back around the lads again. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's what I, and I, and you know, and as much as I'm not in the military, I've been out of the military a long time, you know, but it'll always be a part of me. I'll always, you know, they always yeah. say one's a boonek, always a boonek. Yeah. And it, that, that will never change because when you get together with a lot of other lads, it's, it's, um, it's a, it does put a smile on your face. Like we get mega, yeah. I get so excited when that's like we get together. It's like, oh, yes, let's yeah. do it. You know, it's, um, you just you just around around like minded people, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's an unusual. The core's an unusual breed of family. That's for sure. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, like they're saying, obviously talk about that. And like you said, I think what you like, what like you said to yourself, going from that, and it's something that obviously I've discussed with other people as well. And it's almost like that that mindset that's just it's like a muscle memory, isn't it? And it's like that mindset is there, no matter what, where you go after you leave the military, it's there. And you're there. Suddenly, you just go straight into that mindset of like yeah. planning, preparation. Yeah. Everything's there, and it's it just falls into place, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I was having I was having this chat, chat with um, a, a, a bootneck the other day actually about 
we were talking about this whole lockdown thing and how yeah. got, particularly military guys are just sort of laughing about it. Like, yeah, exactly. You'll see on social media people putting yeah. up posts of their of their uh, like in like in a fob somewhere like back like yeah. back in on a on a Herrick tour or whatever, and they've got yeah. like their camp bed and it's just like all this kind of or it's just shit yeah. living. And yes. like, you know, it just makes you laugh because people are going, hey, getting on. It's like, well, it's not really hard, is it? Like, no, got Netflix, exactly. I've got a telephone, I can yeah. go out for do my fears. Like, yeah. what are people complaining about? I have, we, you know, when I was in, especially in Afghan in 02, we didn't have mobile phones. No, nothing <laughs> was, was it. We didn't have camera yeah. phones. Do you know what I mean? We were yeah. only allowed to use the internet, I think, I think it was like once every two weeks. You got a sat phone, you could use a phone call, I think, for like 20 minutes of every two weeks or whatever it was, I can't remember. And that yeah. was it. We had solar showers. We had no proper toilets, and that was that yeah. was like that for for like six, seven months. So I just find it quite entertaining when people like find it so difficult. And it really isn't. It's really not hard at all. Do you think it's because like the way obviously we're training the military? Do you think it's because we're we're kind of we've gone through that stage where we've literally had like you said nothing there? I mean, but I think at that time back in those days was literally the Nokia, wasn't it? The snake on it, and that was it. You know, as if you're lucky to have one. And then it was like it's so you've got to constantly adapt around you. Now people, it's as though people have got more freedom and they've also got more technology around them. They're so used to it. As soon as that's everything's taken away from them, they kind of. What do I do? I think it's because their that, mindset I, can't change. I think that's where that snowflake comment or that statement yeah. comes from, isn't it? Because you know, like if I take some of my, like, um, I don't know, I use my, she will hate me. I hope she's not watching. My sister, um, yeah. she's um, she's in her sort of mid twenties, and she's she's grown up with yeah. all of this social media and everything. She knows no different, you know. And I have yeah. said we've, we've talked about it before. She knows no different. But people of my age and your age, we can remember yeah. back. Yeah. when we had none of that so exactly. you know, it's, you, and when you're in the military and you're being trained to extremes and um yeah. you know you know particularly in the core and they they do push you to absolute absolute limits yeah. you do learn to adapt so you've got that old saying of improvise, uh, improvise adapt and overcome yeah. I, I believe in that you know yeah. because i've gone you know so at the moment i've gone through a massive life life change my personal circumstances and, you know, I'm getting messages all the time. You're okay, you're okay. And, and I am okay because yeah. I just adapt to the environment yeah. very quickly. I don't have a problem adapting. Um, and I think that's just because you, ha you, you learn you have to. You have no yeah. choice. You have exactly. to adapt in the military. Yeah. So um, I, think that, I think there's a lot to be said for that, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. And that's something going on to obviously about physical fitness, because obviously we know obviously physical fitness, it's a great form. It's like you can't just be, it's got to be physical as well as obviously mental and the physical go together. But it's a great release. And I mean, in the last, say, 10 years or 15 years since you've done the boot camp, have you seen how people's attitudes have changed the way they've started doing the courses? And I know people like, are doing that regular until obviously everything's happened. But that change in mindset, once they start doing, start doing coming to you, and then it's like seeing that change in mindset and they're more like because they're doing a lot of physical exercise, but their mindset changes as well. Do you see that evolution of people essentially? Oh, massively. And do you know what it is? I think, you know, I'm a big believer in that. You don't, I mean, you don't have to give yourself a kick into the inch of your life yeah. all the time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll probably do that too much myself. I'm getting too old for it. But yeah. the, the thing is, when you exercise to a certain level, you release all the chemicals, the endorphins, you feel yeah. good about yourself, you know, and, 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 you know, we were talking. We keep talking about the military and PTSD, but PTSD comes in so many forms. There's a lot of people yes, out there with I mean, mental problems, not just from serving their country. It can be, you know, from deaths in the families or whatever it is. There could be so many reasons yeah. that there's a lot of people that have got 
you know, uh, a lot of mental health problems. Exercise, I wish to God people would prescribe it as a must because the difference yeah. in people yeah. when they just exercise to a point where they're very, where they're exhausted, because that, yeah. it, it sounds counterproductive, doesn't it? But it makes people feel really good. You know, yeah, and that's definitely. what's important about it. Um, and I think the way the fitness industry has changed, we've gone away from the whole, you know, like just going to the gym and bench pressing yeah. or playing five-a-side football, which is what blokes, I suppose, used to do 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And women used to do, you know, I know I'm being probably stereotyping a bit here, but just being in the industry, I've seen it change. Guys are now yeah. doing, open to doing a lot more different things. You've got everything from CrossFit to boot camps to yeah. all of these different things that are pushing you to extremes, but exactly. that's testing you mentally. And if you get yeah. tested mentally, you feel so much better at the end of it. You know, exactly. and I think that's where the industry has changed. And because of CrossFits and boot camps and things like that, what they're breeding is a community. And I, and that's really important, you know, yeah, because definitely. it's, it's, it's all, you know, all, all up, for, up for going to the gym, sticking my headphones on and seeing what I can deadlift for the day. Yeah. But you know what, if I, if I meet up with the lads, like the UK bootnecks and we do a gym session, yeah. I lift more and I have a way better yeah. time. Yeah, you're in the community. And that, yeah. that's how the industry has changed. And I think that's the, that's the biggest positive that I've seen it change over the years. Definitely, definitely. Because that's why I've, I've seen that myself. And you kind of like see this, like, it's almost like they say that that community, even though you've got people like yourself, you know, you've got like, each of like, the boot camps and you've got all that going on. But you see this community is more, and, yeah, and the amount of people that turn around and say afterwards are glad i've done that yeah you know how i've changed and how it physically changes you because obviously for yourself how you've evolved from going through the you know that first time in the core right through and then where you're up to now there's a massive evolution even in that you know and, and that's why i'm really interested there's obviously we're connecting with yourself there i could see that transition and it, it is such a positive transition where you, where you, everything you've applied, you've learned, you've applied, you've learned and then applied, and you keep doing that all the way through. Mm. And that's something that I can see massively. And then when I think it was one photo that was up, and it was just that lineup, all the lads on, and you just think that is a family. That is, you know, and then you see everybody going on the courses and the boot camps. And, oh, that's, and, that's, and, that's, you're talking you know, about the that's the it. Bay heavy event. It's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're oh they're they're brilliant. So the the Marine Mayhem uh, events they sort of um, they came about when I first when I first got connected to Rock to Recovery. So when I first yeah. um, so my again going back to my business partner, a bit of a life story. My my business partner, he's been my closest friend for years, and he's a civvy. He's never been in the yeah. military, and he used to just you know he used to say to me. You need to you need to speak to someone. You need to speak to someone because I used to be in the flat. I used to, when I when I first got divorced, I'd be in the flat. I'd never leave. I was yeah. popping sleeping tablets. You know, I just I was in such a, a like a dire mess, and I was so yeah. stubborn in believing that it was anything to do with my past. And I thought it was oh, I'm going to miss my divorce. He goes, hey, it's not this. Yeah. You need to speak to someone. I'm like, no, I don't need to yeah. speak to anybody. You know, I, it's just you know I'm I just I thought I'm too headstrong for this, but. Yeah. You know, when you when you when you go through this process of um, uh, or when you're sitting there, and you realise that oh, okay, maybe I do need to go and speak to someone because what yeah. I'm doing to myself is really is not, I'm not in a, I'm not in a good place. I could I could yeah. see that. I won't go into details about it now. No, I've no, said no. it on a video before, um, but I connected to I heard about Rock to Recovery, 
Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's run by Bootnecks. You know, they're, they're giving counselling to Bootnecks. I thought, oh, well, I'll, yeah. I'll speak to them. And when I first went and saw them, I genuinely could see how passionate and how much they gave a shit. Yeah. And that was one of the first times I thought to myself, do you know what? The veteran community, is, it can be very strong. Yeah. So then I wanted to try and give back a little bit. So I put on this event called Marine Mayhem. Yeah. And um, I invited all my, uh, a, load of, a load of members down from Essex Boot Camp. And I asked my good friend, uh, uh, Ant Middleton, to come down and help yeah. out. Uh, and that was one of the first times that I met Dan, Elliot, um, Old yeah. Soldier, and Al, Old Duty Fott. The first time I met yeah. those boys, and we come down, yeah. we had two hundred odd people turn up to this event. We raised thousands of pounds, yeah. and it was just—it was—it was amazing. So it was only yeah. me. It was, it was me and a few other bootnecks that I employed at yeah. the time. So we did that, and then we did another one a year later, and they just got—we invited more bootnecks down because I realised yeah. that this isn't just good for civvies, right? To yeah. do this, to be pushed really, and we do on the Marine Mayhem, we pop up, we do pop up, yeah. we pop up, go to town on them. Um, it isn't just about that, about teaching them something about themselves. Yeah. It was also having a, a, a side effect, a secondary effect. It was really helping the lads. So yeah. when I was getting 10, 15, 20 bootnecks together and they all turn yeah. up and they all, they're all in black or wearing their civvy wig, but they bang their green lid on, you could see yeah. how proud everybody was. Yeah. You could see them all looking at each other like there's this beaming smile on their face. And I was meeting... Yeah. You know, I'm a, a Steph Northfield, I'm really good mate. Yeah, yeah. The first time I met Steph was through Marine Mayhem. He was living in Thailand. He said, I'm back in the UK. Yeah. Uh, can I bring my lid and get involved? I was like, mate, come down. Now we've become great yeah. mates. You know, and, and, and because of that, it's, it's really helped reconnect a lot of, well, obviously bootnecks together. Yeah. Now we're all thick as fucking thieves and it's brilliant. You know, I, I don't go yeah. weeks without speaking to most of them. Um, uh, it's and that that's really helped a lot of the lads. It's massively helped me. I've helped raise money for Rock to Recovery. I think I've raised yeah. over the last two years or three years, or fifteen. I think it's sixteen grand or something like that. Nice. Um, yeah. You know, so it's it's had so many knock-on effects, and you've got all these civvies that are testing themselves physically and yeah. mentally. All these veterans are coming down and feeling better about themselves, and it's raising money for PTSD charity. It's just been a win-win yeah. all round, really. Yeah, definitely. Because that's that's something that I've picked up on quite a lot. It's like it's like people have, uh, have become kind of comfortable because of set, trying to find so many different ways of becoming uncomfortable. So they're doing the boot camps, test themselves physically and mentally. They're getting to that point, and there is a lot of like like fixed ideas. But what I see when the boot camps are most is that the ideas are continuously evolving mm. so like keep pushing the limits keep seeing what people because you know yourself once you put somebody in that physical environment and they've got to push themselves and a lot of people can stand there and say i, ha I can't do this i can't do this but there's always that some that extra you can physically go oh you know and, and keep going oh uh, do you know what it's, it's like we don't <laughs> ever since i started ebc them years ago i used to say to yeah. people you know, when I started to employ people, and we, you know, we, we try and go out and, and sell it to uh, um, to new people, or whatever, or new um, members. Don't don't pretend it's not hard. I always say, yes. people used to be ringing me up. Is it difficult? I'm like, yeah, it's proper hard. Yes. They're like, oh, it sounds too much. I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's for me. I'm like, there's a reason it's hard. There's yes. a reason. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be like this. Exercise needs yeah. to be like this. You yes. know, and um, and I think, again, again, you know, CrossFit is, as much as people can hate on CrossFit, I'm not a CrossFitter, you know, yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with it. 
one of the biggest things I do love about it is the fact that it does push people physically and mentally and it creates that community, like we were saying exactly. earlier. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's massively important. And, there's, and people now are going out there and testing themselves physically and mentally yep. all the time. And I think that there's a lot to be said for that, really, to be honest. Definitely. Because like you said, it is that knock-on effect, though. It's like a positive. So start off something, and then they find they do one activity, and then or one like, task that they do, and they're always constantly trying to... It's almost like yeah. they're trying to involve themselves. They're trying yes. to push themselves physically, mentally. How much more can they take? And I think that's a good positive, because really, because it's like, like I said, me and you both know it, going back, and now this, like that's what it needs. It needs that kickstart in people to constantly evolve their own mindset because you know if you we've got it quite easy in a way everything's there provided technology's fantastic everything's you know got a touch of a button but that's one side of life but you've got to keep constantly evolving and keep pushing your mindset you know plus physical as well and i think the two go together and like you said it has just had that massive knock-on effect on a positive scale because it's connected that made a big family it's also, like you said, within the military community as well, and the veteran community, it's massive. This, you know, I've seen this evolution over the last 10 years. And I can only but say it's the, the positives that's come out of it is brilliant. And I wish, you know, and I hope it does carry on that path. Yeah, I think the thing is, you know, if you, we're talking about you know, civilians training and pushing themselves mentally. The problem is that they, a lot of people have never really pushed themselves that hard. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they talk about that, you know, that, um, is it that Navy SEAL, uh, they call it that Navy SEAL rule, is it the 40% rule, isn't it? I think yeah. that, that David yeah. Goggins come out with or something, you know, um, he's got, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth behind that because yeah, yeah. you, you can do so much more than what you think you're capable of. Yeah. And again, you know, the reason I set up Essex Bootcamp was to, to make people realize that they can do more than what they think they can, you know, yeah. so when, when someone quits on their press ups and they could be a 50 year old you know, a housewife that hasn't done exercise in, in a decade. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my arms, I can't do any more. I'm like, yeah, you will. No, I won't. You will do more. And I'll be, yeah. I'm being pushy. And they're like, I won't yeah. do any more. If you don't do any more, that group over there are going to do all your reps for you. And so you yeah. decide to do more. It's like that peer pressure thing. And they're like, oh, yeah. all right, I'll do more then. They do, but they do yeah. more. Guess what? Yeah. I speak to them at the end of it. You did more though, didn't you? And they're like, yeah, but you made me do it. I was like, yeah, but it's because you can. You can yeah, do exactly. it. It's all in there. Yeah, it's got like, the, reason, the reason I use yeah. peer pressure is to make you realise you, you are able and capable of doing more than you think you can. So when you yeah. come back next time, there's no such thing as I can't do anymore. Yeah. You just keep going until your arms fall off. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and I think that changes people's mindset because they, yeah. you know, you turn up and you, you hook a tie around someone's right waist and say, run around the field. And they go, I can't. You know, you, you tell them to do it again the next week. The next week, before you know it, they know it. I'll yes. go to them, do you realise you just run around that field twice with that tyre and you've not bitched at me once? They're like, yeah, yeah I have them and I'm like, there you go. Yeah, because their mindset completely changes, changes. isn't it? It changes. You know? And I think that's what it is. And I think what it, what with people themselves, I've noticed that. And I mean, you've got people like, uh, obviously, uh, SAS, who does wins. I know it's like, obviously, we look at telly. And a lot of people say, oh, this and that. And it's and and I look and I think, yeah, because they want to push people and get the positive out. And exactly what the, the whole, that's what it is. It's to push people to their physical and mental limits because to see how far they can go and how much they've got within. Because people will get to a point where there's that barrier and then there's more so you've got, always got to like no matter what you do that you can always give more 
And I think that's what the great positive is, because when people, because the society we live in, I found out myself, we have it very comfortable. And I think once you take away that comfortable and the, com in, you know, the comfort things and everything else, put people under pressure, how do they react? You know, and I think it's like we can always give more. And I think that's what we said earlier on. You, you, you know, people have posted stuff and then you look back and then we're just sitting there laughing, thinking, well, yeah, and... The thing is, know, the, the, the military mentality has been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, it definitely. It hasn't changed. It's very yeah. simple. So, for example, we go into a lot of corporate companies now. So you've got yes. this, these big words that they call it breaking down departmental barriers. Yeah. You, we go into a corporate company, so we've done everyone from Red Bull to Dell to Shell, BP, we've gone to Scotland, have done all sorts of companies over the last 15 years. And so, you know, for example, I won't name the company, went into this one company and they had, you go into this big office and you've got all these booths lined up and everyone's on their computers yeah. and no one's talking to yeah. anybody. The owner of the company was like, I've had enough of this. He goes, no yeah. one's fucking talking. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, right, what we'll do is we'll do a six, I think we did like a six or eight week package with them. And we basically yeah. just put them under stress, log yeah. training, all teamwork stuff yeah. to put them under duress, under pressure. And we did it for a six or eight week package. The mindset change was phenomenal. The, yeah. the main owner from, the, from America flew over to meet me and my business partner, walked into the building and was like, this place has changed because everyone yeah. is talking. Because yeah. you've got, you've got, um, I don't know, uh, uh, like, uh, I don't know, your, your um, mailroom guy at the, at the bottom of the run who yeah. never would dare speak to the MD as you walk past yeah. him. In the, in the, but you go back in that office six weeks later and he's like, all right, how you doing? All right, Jimmy's all right. Like, they're chatting away. It's just <laughs> totally different. It, 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 yeah. Because you put people under pressure and under duress, yeah. it changes people's mindsets. And that's been the military mentality for a very, yeah. very, very long time. And that's why exactly. it works. You know, and yeah. um, and, I, and that, again, we go back to what we said earlier. Um, that's why a lot of people are trying to jump on that bandwagon at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Because I think that's what it is. And I think myself, I've noticed that, that whole shift. Because, you know, and people even over, over this last period of time, people doing the 5K and donating that. And you see, and like, I'll go out there for a run, five o'clock in the morning. And the amount of people that you actually see out there now compared to before mm. and i think that's another knock-on positive when you put people into that situation where you know the pressure's on it's people are adapting to the situations you can actually see it because those people may never have run for, for a year two years but now they're back out there exercising you know so you've I'm seen you that what, shift. Mate, that's, that's one of the good things about this this lockdown yeah because it's making people realize that they've got to get off their fucking ass Exactly. You know, they don't have exactly. the luxury of getting in the car, driving down the road to run on a treadmill for half an hour. Yeah. Like, I mean, fuck my life. Why would you get in the car to go to a treadmill to walk out your front door and take exactly. in the scenery of running around the woods or around the, around the block or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So people have to do that now. They have to get outside. They have to take in the fresh air. They have to go forward yeah. with their kids. You know, they have to do press-ups in the park or make use of a tree and jump over it or whatever it might yeah. be. You know, people are starting to understand that that improvise, adapt and overcome, like that military yeah. mentality, people in Sibby Street are now having to do that. They have to improvise, adapt and overcome. They have exactly. no choice, you know? And, yeah. if, and if anybody slips back into their, their routine pre-lockdown, yeah. they're bad. There's so yeah. many takeaway exactly. benefits from, from what people can learn within themselves after this, you know? Yeah. And, and States did a really good video um, the, uh, a week or so ago about this. 
about you know when you come out the other end of this there's so yes. many positives you can take away from and he was his video was bang on it was really good yeah um, and you can. there's so many positives to take away from this not it's not there's not i know there's there's a lot there are negatives there's a lot of people in a lot of stress and losing work and i mean yeah. jesus you know our company's done that over the last um few weeks because of yeah. everything like this but as soon as this is done people yeah. are going to want to get outside you know yeah. and i'll be there to help them out <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely i think i think i can see a massive like explosion of people are going to carry this on once they get a taste for it that's it they'll think right and then it's like i'm going to push myself i'm going to get out there once they get that taster off it i think that's what it is and and they've had to adapt and overcome and evolve to that point is i think th this has made a massive positive to a lot of people and it's changed the way people think completely and it's gone from that shift of just coming and living that routine that standard routine day and then sitting in front of a tv where now it's like right i've got to do this 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 and they're creating that routine and it's to, to release that pressure yeah. And it's uh, now, and I think they'll carry that on, and I, I hope people do. They'll mm. they'll keep that shift, and I think that's where people will evolve. And it's going to be that that's the biggest positive I found out of all this. Now, I know we're obviously coming up to the last ten minutes now, and I always ask everybody: is I mean, if you were to give one piece of advice, what would it be? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me this question. Yeah. Oh, what? I've been thinking about it. In the to answer. my young no, because I, I asked someone this the other day actually. Um, yeah. One piece of advice what, to my younger self. Um, God, dear, oh dear, that's a tough question. I'd, the, the one thing I would have said to my younger self, if, if I could see my younger self yeah. that's still in the court, I would have said stay in a bit longer. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't have many regrets in life, but the one thing that I wish I'd done is stayed in a bit longer. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know why that is, but I do. Yeah. I do. I do wish I'd stayed in a bit longer. Because um, I feel like, even to this day, I feel like I have unfinished business with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's probably, I mean, you know, I had, a bit, I had a weird childhood. I can't really give much advice. I couldn't give much no. advice to my younger self back then. <laughs> um, uh, I think I was, I was very, you know, driven and getting in the core and, and being successful in the military like that. So yeah. I, I don't think I'd have any advice to my younger self back then. Um, probably save a bit more money. Because I yep. spent every penny I got. Oh, right no, well. <laughs> it was like the weekend millionaires, weren't we? Oh, as soon as you got paid, that was it. Straight in there, come, straight come in the back, ball. Come back from tour and I've got, you know, six months worth of money. I'm like, really? Let's go and yep. get pissed. Exactly. You know, or go, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I used to spend so much money when I got back. But yeah, um, probably I'd probably say save a bit of money and, yep. um, and stay in the core a little bit longer. But yeah, yep. that's probably my last bit of advice I'd give to myself. Yeah. What about anybody else then? In just January, anybody who's obviously watching or listening, if you could give them one bit of advice, what would you say? Just generally. Um, take every opportunity that comes your way. Yeah. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, I've built up a good business over the last 15 years and, and I've taken every opportunity that's come my way. Yeah. You know, um, whether it be business, friendship, yeah. or anything like that, I've always taken opportunities. And I think... Because you never know where it's going to lead, you know. And yeah. think, I, I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason. I'm a massive yeah. believer in that, you know. Um, you know. So, for example, we, we talk about the UK bootnecks and me reconnecting yeah. the lads. That was off the off chance, you know. I saw them yeah. put up a post. They were getting together, doing some fizz. I messaged them. They went. They gave me the opportunity. Do you want to come and get involved in fizz? And because of that, I then yeah. I went through rocks recovery. I met Dan and Al. 
Yeah. I, I, my my self mental health has improved massively over the last couple of yeah. years since knowing those boys. You know, so if I hadn't taken that opportunity, that wouldn't have happened. If I yeah. hadn't taken Absolutely. all these opportunities with work, my business wouldn't have gone. I started it up yeah. in a recession 15 years ago, and yeah. it grew from four members to 10,000 members. So, yeah. you know, take opportunities, definitely. Absolutely, because I've, I've found that myself. I know, I, I obviously, I've explained myself. I use this, and I'll be obviously the writing, because it only started off with just the writing. I mean, the first, because I, I did it today, I went right to the bottom of my feed. And I looked at the very first post that I'd done and it was literally two people liked it. Mm. And it was one one picture and two people. And I think at that point, I only actually had two followers like a year ago. And I look now for where I've progressed and how my ratings changed and how what I put across. And I know myself, that transition and that evolution of what I've gone through, and I know you use it as life therapy and even start and doing the Insta Lives. Now, a year ago, I probably wouldn't have done it. I would have thought, mm. nah, nah. You know what I mean? And that whole shift of what I know I can physically, what I can do now to what I could be, do a year ago is a massive change. Do you know what the other thing is as well is, is you need to have passion in what you, you're yeah. doing and what you believe in. And, and I think it's, it's, I know I understand people who are probably in jobs that they might not really enjoy because they've got to put food on the table. Yeah. Massive respect for that. Yeah. Massive respect. You know, but... We, in 2011, me and Jim uh, in Essex, we won an Essex Business Award. We were the first fitness uh, company to ever Brilliant. win this award. Um, yeah. And when we got presented the award, the guy, this, this, I don't think he was this, I think he was this really big ma bank manager guy, whatever he was. And he yeah. turned around and said, I've never met two guys so passionate about what yeah. they do. And exactly. I am genuinely, I genuinely, genuinely passionate about helping people get physically and mentally fitter. You know, yeah. probably a lot of it's because of what I've been through and what I go, I still go through every day. I want yeah. to pass it on to other people, but I am genuinely passionate about it. And when you meet other people that are passionate about what they do, that's 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 commendable. That's enjoyable to be definitely. around. Definitely, definitely. You know, and you know, going for what you said there. You know, you had a couple of likes, and so what? If you're passionate yeah. about it, people will lock onto that. People yeah. will believe in you because you're passionate about it, yeah. you know, and, and you, don't then, you don't then have to hard sell yourself because people will no. believe in you. And I think the problem is with social media, people massively want to hard sell themselves. Yeah, you know, definitely. And, oh, look at me. I, I look like this and I do this and I'm the fucking yeah. PT and I'm the best chef and oh, whatever, bore off. I don't really care. How much, what yeah. passion have you got? Show me the passion yeah. you've got. You know, most yeah. of the, the veterans that I've met, that are successful because they believe in themselves and they're passionate about what they're doing. They're consistent. They are absolutely definitely. bang on consistent all the time, yeah. you know, and that's, that's what you can be. Definitely. Cause that's what I found myself. Cause like, I've always said it. And I've said that statement. It's not about the followers. It's not about the likes. It's not about the shares. It's not about anything like that. It's the impact that you have on someone. It's that positive impact. And my passion is, I always said it, if I can have one person, that's my job done. And I think I've overstepped that mark, mm. you know, and like from the feedback I've had, and to me, it's never been about, you know, about, like I said, likes, follows, anything like that. It's about, I want that positive impact. If I can help somebody else from what I know or what I've learned or experienced, to me, that is success. Yeah. That is, you know, it's nothing to do with money, you know, anything. It's a, just to have that, you said that passion to help somebody else. If this has worked for me, me, maybe this will work for you. And the same as yourself, still going, you know, everything you've gone through, um, and then basically you've applied that. You've you've shown people this, you know, this is effective. And and people have like done that and they've seen it themselves. 
and it's all from that passion, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. I think I think that there's a lot of uh, lacking in that in this day and age. Yeah. A lot of passion because uh, I think too many people care about how many likes and how many followers they got, and they yeah. that. Jesus, really? Does it matter? No. Who cares? You know, I like. I, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. You know, if if people don't like what I talk about, then fine. But I'm passionate about it. I believe exactly. in it. I, yeah. I, I talk about something. I'm not one of these people that talk about something that I know nothing about. Yeah, you yeah. Know, anything that I'd ever talk about is only because I've gone through it myself personally or witnessed it. So yeah. and um, so why would I why would I give it the big end or talk about something that I know absolutely nothing about? You know, exactly. and 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 because you can't have passion about that. No. You know, I've been brought up in an environment. I've been I've been under duress and stress and pressure and to serious extremes, and I and I can yeah. talk about it. And be passionate about helping other people go through it because I've yeah, been through it. You know, it's as simple as that. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's something that, like, I think, like, yourself, your, yourself as well, there's that many people out there now. And it's like, I think it's that community. And I think, I, like, and I'll genuinely, like, I, I agree with you. I don't, if I've got something to say, I'll say it because it's something I believe in or something I know. I'm not going to go and just fob somebody off or give it a big lick. It's like, you know, you've got to have that, that passion behind you that it will drive you forward mm. and it's that whole and that's how you evolve because you become happy inside because you're happy helping somebody else it's yeah. not like you're out there to expect something from anyone you don't want you're not expecting anything you're just happy because you see other people get a positive from it and i think that's what it is it's that driving force isn't it yeah definitely i mean you just maybe remember actually i know we're coming to the end but when, uh, yeah. so when, when uh, i remember one of my um counseling sessions i was having probably about two years ago um, not long after, not no, very about a year ago. Not long after, I'd really connected well and started going out with the UK bootnecks, yeah. and they'd go to fitness events. I'd all, I'd go and support them and all that kind of stuff, and I'd always be there. Um, and one of the things that she said to me, which I thought was really interesting, is she said she she started to see a change in me when I reconnected yeah. with the boys again. And she said, the thing is, it's helping you to help them, yeah, because definitely. you're there supporting them and giving you your support. And yeah. being a shoulder and and all of that, it's helping you improve yourself, you know. Exactly. And, and 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 that's not a selfish a selfish thing. It just it, it was just a really enjoyable thing to be able to do. I felt better in myself to be able to give back to help other people, and in turn, Absolutely. it made me a better person. You know. Exactly. So, Exactly, definitely, definitely. I know, obviously, we've got the last couple of minutes just coming up there, so it's obviously wrapped things up. But it's yeah, thanks very much, Glenn. You know, I mean, massively appreciated, obviously, jumping on tonight, and that's been welcome. fantastic. Um, I thank and asking. No, uh, it's, it's it's somebody like I said, it's somebody. Uh, if I connect with somebody and I see that passionate and I see that it's, there's that genuine, that authenticity in them and what yeah. they do, yeah. And and I think myself, that's what I, that's why I connect with people because I see they've got that passion, they've got that, they're authentic, they, you know, they they keep it real, mm. you know. And I think that's what it needs. As you surround yourself with positivity, like people say, then you, you become more positive. And yeah. Essentially, what you're saying, you bounce off each other, don't yeah. you? And I think that's what it is. Um, but like, obviously, just just to obviously wrap things up there. So obviously, yourself. Um, obviously, if you want to obviously give any, uh, obviously the website. So you have got the Essex Bootcamp, any of the Instagram or Facebook. You want to just quickly just. Oh no, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to plug myself. Just yeah, the only ones my business Essex Bootcamp. So if anybody's yeah, in Essex brilliant. and they want to yeah. come down and do some, well, when we're allowed to get back outside and do some, uh, yeah, uh, do some um, do some training. Yeah, definitely get down um, and hopefully. 
so maybe towards the end of the year or next year we'll be able to get another marine mayhem done and, uh, and raise money for rocks recovery and and any bootnecks watching this we'll have more bootnecks down there a sea of green lids hopefully uh, but yeah oh, that's definitely. it that's it really yeah Yep, definitely. And obviously, I like, always do share everybody. Like once, obviously, it's finished, I'll put a lot of their posts out, like share, so people know where to go to. Yeah, um, so, so hopefully, like you know, what I mean, that people will get something from this, and I, I always do. I get a lot of effort. Obviously, bounce off people, yeah. and I think that's what it is. You know, the more people learn from each other, and I think that's what we need. Just keep building that community, keep building, you know, keep pushing each other forward. Mm. We'll get there, and I think that's what it is for a positive future. Yeah, um, but like. Yeah. Like I said, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, you know, welcome, mate. Yeah, if right, and we'll... Thanks very much. Oh, I'll mate. definitely obviously, I'll catch you later, okay? Yeah, take you care, will, Take care of yourself. See you too. Soon. Cheers, buddy. Bye, mate.